sin and fighting for the burden of the Lord without you marinating yourself with the Lord to bear the, the, the releasing of the burden comes from intimacy. Did you hear what I'm saying? You see, it comes from intimacy. You see, because it's the intimacy that Father, we give you praise, we bless your name. Our Lord and our God, we glorify your name. We magnify you, O God. We thank you, Father, for today's school. We ask that you touch the lips of every single person in this community and help us by your spirit to speak that which precisely comes from your throne of grace. I pray we don't stray away from what you have for us today. I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation, understanding, might, and counsel, fear of the Lord, is upon us today, O God. Help us in Yeshua's name, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, usually we would ask for a recap of uh, the previous school. But today, I perceive that we should just ask a question. Okay? What you think we are doing in this particular school? What is the purpose of the school? And I want, while you are saying that, you also gradually give us a recap of last week's um, school also. Praise God. Somebody, please. Hallelujah. I... I think what God is doing in this uh, school, Mekidesek School of Priesthood, is that God is raising a new breed of priests. Number one, 
that will know who they are. Number two, that will know what they are carrying. And number three, that will be able to administer the kingdom of God here on the earth. Uh, going from uh, with last week uh, at school, we discussed on uh, the title Expressing the Kingdom of God and uh, the introduction that was being given was that uh, the kingdom of God uh, from the scripture we read in Romans chapter 14 verse 17 that the kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is uh, peace and the kingdom of God is joy and the Holy Spirit. And Papa began by saying that that the kingdom of God is not eating from the table of Babylon. Table of Babylon. That the kingdom of God is, is, is actually the life of God. Hallelujah. And he also said that the true advancement of God's kingdom is we. But the reason of what we are carrying being able to bring uh, our, you know, our environment uh, coming under an influence of the kingdom of God by the reason of the, the, the growth or of the maturity of the kingdom of God within us that uh, we bring about uh, our environment coming under that influence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I will stop from here. So that... All right. Any other person, please? Thank you, Pastor David. Any other person? You have to come out. Anyone who is... Uh... Um, okay. From the things I learned last week, Thursday, um, Papa started by discussing about... Um, I, I don't know, with the angels, discussing about angels. Is it... Um, okay. Yes, so he started with that and he asked questions um, on it. He also told us that um, he asked questions on personal angels that is this scriptural, do we have personal? So he opened scriptures and he also enlightened our hearts. And then one thing he said that struck is that um, what you have inside of you reflects on your face. He said, so therefore we should, um, it is important to store the nature of God within us. It is when we do this that um, our outward appearance is like is reflecting or is revealing the nature of God, the person of God. So that's why that's one of the few things I got from me. Praise God, Pastor. Uh, he talked about uh, the reflection of um, a nature on the face. 
Okay. I don't know. Is there anything you want to say? Or you have anything you want to say concerning that for right now? Um, before I go into that, the question you asked uh, uh, was the purpose of the school. Um, to me, I believe that the purpose of the school is to raise uh, uh, kingdom believers who will officiate the kingdom of God upon the earth. It's to raise leaders so that none of us here will just be seeing ourselves as just believers. It is kingdom believers because it is the kingdom that Jesus preached. And it is the kingdom that we are standing for. If you remember, while uh, Papa was teaching last week, he made mention of a king, that a king must know the area of his jurisdiction. A king must know the area. So a king operates in a kingdom. You understand? So when Jesus said, or, or when the book of Revelation says that Jesus is the king of kings, it doesn't mean the kings of this present earth, of this present age. It's the king of the kings that will officiate the kingdom upon the earth and the new earth that are coming. But before we, we, we journey into the new earth, we, we have to, you know, begin, you know, such expressions here and now. Uh, he must know the jurisdiction, must know his territory, must know the story or the history of his kingdom. You understand? Uh, so the idea is to raise kingdom uh, uh, believers who will officiate the kingdom here and now. Uh, then coming to uh, what um, uh, Brother Sheng raised, the issue of the kingdom reflecting in the face. You see, the truth is that what you have is what you can express. Huh? What you have, you, the, the Bible said something, I think, in the, in the epistles, that, uh, you know, that, uh, that it is, the gospel is in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, when you see Jesus, in fact, not, not the people who walked with him, even the people who walked the earth with him physically, when they saw him, there is something they see. You understand me? So, even the people who are seeing him by revelation now, even people who are not Christians, they will tell you that when I saw him, I knew he is the son of God. And yet he didn't say anything to them. He didn't introduce himself as I am the son of God. No, he didn't introduce himself as I am Jesus Christ. Except when conversation ensues, he could now introduce himself that way. But the, but the, but the mere sight of him converts who he is. So, in our day, if the life is beginning to, you know, find expressions, if it's beginning to find expressions, it must be seen in our face. It must be seen in our face. Our whole being, it will be affecting our whole being. You understand? Because something that affects your thoughts, that affects your thought, the way you think, and restructures the way you think, redefines, you know, issues for you will always affect your visage. Will affect the way you appear. It will affect the way you carry yourself. It will affect the way you have conversations, you engage in conversations. 
It will affect every manner of living around you. So it is a fact. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, I ask a lot of questions. You know, uh, not that I ask you. I ask the Lord. And, um, and it's interesting, if you actually know me, uh, when I say I ask the Lord, you know, I, I guess you would think that I would stand like face-to-face -face kind of thing and ask him, you know, but I might not be vocalizing, okay? But my questions will be internal. And definitely, I know I'm not talking to myself, okay? So I ask questions. And uh, part of it is, why is it that you can see someone and something will tell you that this person is cold? Have you ever seen some beautiful women but when you see their eyes, did you hear? When you see their eyes, there's a chill that comes into you. Or you see a man who is not talking, not shouting, just very quiet, and maybe you ask him a question, and he turns up and looks at you, and you see his eyes. Something would tell you that this man is evil. I better leave this place now. Do, do you understand that? Eh? Hallelujah. Let, let me, let's look at the book of Revelations. Revelations, and uh, I'll start with um, from chapter 1. Uh, bear with me. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Look at Revelations chapter 1. I, I will read from, maybe from verse 10. It says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end, what you see, write in a scroll and send it to the seven churches or the seven assemblies which are in Asia to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pegamos, to Titeria, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Hallelujah. 
Where was the voice coming from? From behind him, right? So he now turns around in verse 12 to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and gathered about the chest with a golden band. Verse 14. His hair and hair were like wool. As white as snow. Then the next aspect says his eyes. Did you see? Can you see that? Now, he's describing the person he saw. Is that not so? And in describing, he says that his head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and that his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace and his voice was like the sound of many waters praise god now this is a being an entity correct and this is the person that you and i have been appointed to be like. Pastor Richard, you might want to stay at the back if, if you're not comfortable where you are. You're comfortable? Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? What would it seem like? What can you say this few verses I read to you? What can you say that it is telling you? Sister Alice, give her the microphone, please. You were carried away. Give me some time. I should give you some time. Okay. Who else can answer? Pastor Samson. You have to come forward, please. Anyone who's talking. Sorry, what's the... I want to get it rightly and correctly. Okay, so it's not only Sister Andubisi that was carried away. So, because if, uh, if I hear you, that's how I'm to get it correctly. It's the way I heard it. Yes. 
So if I if I heard what you said, you said you said um, uh, from the passage you read, uh, what kind of person is it describing? Is that what you said? So I want to be sure that I heard was that passage. Why is it describing a man who had coming to the the without coming to the Christ like nature. Okay. Uh, what a man who had become Christ. Okay. So that's the description of the kind of man they are showing to us in that book of Revelation that stand in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And that's the man we are expected to look like. Okay. To become. Okay, um, to me, um, looking at this chapter one, I'm looking at number one, our journey. Looking at our journey, um, the decision of the man that he gave here is a man that is in the holy place. Is a man that is in the holy place. I mean, the 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 revelation of the Son of God in the holy place. So I, I'm seeing that the decision. Okay, of, I like that. The revelation of the Son of Man. On the Son of Man in, in the, the holy, holy place. place. Did you hear that, Pastor Chudi? I like that. Go ahead, sir. So that is um, the man. I see. You know, those items. Uh, those items here that they mention here is actually a being a person uh, is actually a person what items could you the the shoe bread okay the lampstand okay and the altar of essence mm. so i'm looking at um you know when he talks about his head you know as a wood i'm looking at I'm looking at the altar of essence. That's just my thought. My mind went there. Then I'm looking at these eyes <laughs> as fire. These guys. <laughs> I'm right. looking at his eyes as fire, mm -hmm. as the menorah. Okay. That's the addition they gave there. Mm -hmm. Because um, normally the sons of Levi, he said you will purify them as a purifying, um, so you will purify the sons of Levi. You that purify, a, you purify the sons of Levi. Levi, Levi okay. is the holy place. That work of the seven spirit okay. uh, to purify. So the revelation of the son of God here is to actually to purify the church. To actually purify the... That is actually majorly the work of purification. That is the essence of that revelation in the holy place. All right. Now, do you understand what he just said? Huh? Okay, let's him say what you understand before you come back. Pastor Che, you're going to come back. Yes, and then what was happening to you when I saw your face? Okay, what happened to me was like... Hallelujah. All right, it's, it's when he talked about uh, uh, the hair... 
like white, white like wool. That it talks about not just his hair. Yeah, his head and his hair. And the, so you talked about uh, the oppression of uh, the seven spirits. The altar of incense. So I was just trying to imagine how, as in, could it be that the priests have journeyed to a point that he, as in, like, he has metamorphosed into uh, uh, the incense? Could it be that you are putting on the nature of the incense? The, the Son of Man standing here is the revelation of the the revelation of God to the church. You you understand uh, the revelation of the the revelation of God to the church. You understand that those church need to migrate that operation of that revelation. They need to migrate. They have to go through a process that will actually qualify them to migrate into. And that's why, when he's as he's standing in this holy, his holy place, he didn't wear the attire of the the high priest. It wasn't the attire of the high priest that is put on. So the revelation of the Son of God in the holy place is to actually purify them. Because that's why he's walking. The purpose of the walking in the midst of the candlestick is actually to bring judgment and purification. That's my. Mind. Um, I call this. Please, every, so, anyone who is going to speak should come here. I got to say something from that Revelation chapter one we read uh, that everything in the holy place has the language we speak. Uh, because uh, for him to be able to see the operations, the things that are in the holy place. He had a voice. And he said the voice is like the sound of many waters. So, and it means that the shoe bread, the lampstand, and the other, the shoe bread, the lampstand, and the other spirits have the languages they are speaking. And if I can't comprehend, if I cannot understand what they are saying, you understand? The purification that I'm supposed to experience in the holy place, I will never experience it. So when John turned, you understand, those things that are in the, uh, in the holy place were speaking, they were like, they were, they, 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 well, John referred to them as the voice of many waters, you understand? So many languages, many things, the, 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 the lampstand is speaking, the shoe bread is speaking, the altar of is, is speaking. So I am supposed to understand the language for my purification. That's why you see, uh, hearing shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to the word. Say, so your word have I done what? Heed in my heart, and I do not do what? Sin against you. That's just the... I saw from the turning is a form of repentance. That anytime the word come, we're supposed to turn to something. Uh, so that tongue is a sign, also like what Pastor Sammy said, is a sign of meaning that he has something. Without, why this thing is key? Why this thing is key? 
means without the understanding, you cannot turn. Without you hearing, there has to be something that is dawning on you for you to turn. So that turn is a form of repentance or transformation. Praise God. Now, before Pastor um, Chudi uh, says anything, I just want us to bring ourselves to a place of um, resolution. Did you hear me? A place of resolution. You see, because what I have seen, the purpose of this world is to deaden our conscience so that when we see and hear spiritual things, we will take it casually. And like Pastor Uche was saying, that the purpose of that, all those activities, Pastor Uche and Pastor Samson, is to cause a change. I hope you hear me. So, if we are dealing with this issue, we should receive what we are hearing with utmost seriousness. I hope you hear me. Because it is something that concerns you and I, our salvation, our progress, our journey, I hope you hear. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. Now, you know how and why Satan is so wicked is this. That we can be saying all these things and uh, another voice is speaking to you. You know, you know, you know, you can be hearing someone teach and you will be judging and scriptures will be coming up to counter what that person is saying. Is that our scriptures? Or some things will tell you, you don't have to take that one. There's another way. Did you hear that? Arguments. Arguments. Now, this was what happened to, um, to Adam and Eve. I hope you hear me. The Lord had given a direction I hope you hear me, where they should journey to. Right? Where they were journeying to, I hope you hear what I'm saying, was into the very presence of the Father because they were supposed to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Francis, come and sit here. Hallelujah. Please. I have made up my mind. Sorry, sir. I'm taking your time. I've made up my mind not to be too careful and too cautious not to offend any person. I've made up my mind to just, once I feel strongly that this is the Lord speaking to me, I will just say it how it is. I hope you hear me. Some of the questions I would want to ask you is this. Where and the place where Eve met the serpent. Which particular area was it in? I hope you hear me. 
and what kind of trees did the father instruct them to eat? Because he, in, if you go back to the book of Genesis, which is the book of beginnings, God gave them instructions that of all the trees of the garden, can we just look at it? If you look at chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Hmm? The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. Now, when you see this, it gives you a picture of the arrangement in the Garden of Eden. Did you get that? So, it, it means that there's a journey from without into a particular central location called the mist. Right? That's where the tree of life was located. Now, yes. Now, here it says, out of the ground, okay, the Lord made every tree to grow. And then it now said that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Did you see? So, that tree of knowledge of good and evil was not the only one that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. There were other trees. Right? It says the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And then it says, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right? Now, um, there was a reason why I think it was... Um, let, let's look at... I think it should be... Chapter 3. Yeah, where it says that the serpent was more cunning than all the beasts of the field. Chapter 3, verse 1. So the question I want to ask is, that field, where was it? Okay. Where was the geographical location of 
the field. Was the field inside the garden? Is that a good question to ask? <laughs> Is it a good question to ask? Okay. So it says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he, the serpent, said to the woman, has God indeed said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Can you see the question? Can you see the twisting? Did you see that? Now, if we are to go back to the instruction, all right? What was the instruction? It says, of every tree of the garden. Can you see? You may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it says don't do that. So here, it's saying, is asking the woman, did God actually say that you should not eat every tree of the garden? <laughs> Which is a lie. Can you see? So he's modeling up and mixing all the trees. I hope you hear me. Uh, you say what? So he's trying to twist it to model up all the trees so that they will stand for one purpose before the woman. Did you hear that? Go ahead, sir. Expatiate on that. So, uh, 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 what he'd seek, uh, he sought to achieve was to bring the seat to the woman so that the woman will see every tree in the garden as one and serving the same purpose. While in actuality, his attention is to drive him to consider the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You understand? Which God told him. So, by lumping the tree of knowledge of good and evil together with every other tree that God told them they may freely eat. And now, asking question, did God not tell you to eat every tree? He's trying to divert her attention from that which God has given to them as instruction as that which will add to them. But for this age, and the spiritual building up, like the tree of life. You understand? To corrupt their mind or divert their mind by the seat so that they will be corrupted. Because once their attention will see the, 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 the tree of knowledge of good and evil as every other tree, then they may freely eat it just as God. So that we are now seeing... So that they may freely eat it. That is the idea. Because if you remember where the, you, 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 you veered up into this, yes, you were questioning where is the location of that. Yes, and when you say that, the harassment that came to me was, <laughs> where is it at the outer court, inner court? Yes, of course, not, holy place, not most, most holy place. Where, where this tree is located. Mm. And where was the location of Satan 
or the serpent as at the time he was having these conversations with them. So that we know how to be careful even when we think we are standing. Because there's no place too holy for him. You understand? Did you hear that? Did you hear that, please? There's no place that is too holy for him to operate. You understand? Uh-huh. Because what came to my mind that even in the presence of God in Job chapter 1, he was there. That's right. He was there. So that we wouldn't think we are standing when we think, okay, for instance, that we are migrated as we are studying Revelation chapter 1 now, mm. we are migrated into uh, the holy place and uh, so all are, these so elements. Uh-huh. So you are saved now. No, we are not but saved. But actually, that's, that place, that holy place, is actually a place of warfare. Yes. Did you hear that? It's actually a place of warfare. That's why in the tabernacle you will see all the palm trees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's a place of ascension, ascension also. Yes. yes. I hope you hear me. I don't know whether this is a good time to go to Psalm 24 or whether we should still stay here. Okay, I have something. Okay. Let's carry here and let's, get let's the message. Um, why I think that this place is the holy place, because the place of the holy place is a place of the knowledge of God. Now, you, they can't tempt children, someone that doesn't have because the true temptation comes when light comes. Anyone that has not received light cannot be tempted through knowledge. Where, so Satan does not really tempt people that are ignorant. He don't tempt people that are ignorant. So mean that, they, like as you said, the place of warfare is the holy place. Because that's the place you receive tools to fight. And the place you receive tools to know who Satan really is. Because the definition of Satan in outer court is different from the definition of Satan in the holy place. So because where the fight comes, go, 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 where you fight, is when you've entered the holy place. That's where, that's where Paul, that was what place Paul was saying. He said, fight the good fight of faith. So whereby you can be able to lay hold on eternal life, but a child that receives ignorance of the faith cannot fight the good fight of faith without having the knowledge of faith, what faith is all about. So, so that place of garden is actually the holy place. So that's where the place that what about you? That's where the place where the fight is. Now, when someone is here, that's the way you talk. When you see people brag about, about some things, I brag about say that. He will show you where they were. They are still ignorant. Because someone that is here, that is the way you talk. Because you don't rely on your strength. Because when you are still bragging, Satan has already taken you. So the grant to fight here, there is a kind of wisdom that you need to fight. So what you call foolishness in this place is a weapon to defeat Satan. Uh, thank you so much. What you just submitted is very, very potent so powerful. You see, um, in the holy place is a place for real self-examination. 
It's a place for self-introspection where you begin to look inwardly. As these elements are confronting you, it is a place for self-examination. Begin to look at yourself. Do I really qualify to go further? Have I measured up by the potent of light that is being beamed? Because it's not a place for uh, the unintelligent. It's not a place for the unintelligent. You understand me? Because even Satan himself is an intelligent being. The word uh, 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 the devil is the word diabolos. And diabolos means intelligent being. He's intelligent. You understand? So in this realm, he is looking for how to cause you to stumble. Uh, let's look at it this way. The, the, the table of showbread is what is, you know, many believe that is symbolized by the tree of life. How do we know? Because the book of Revelations 21 says that it produces 12 manner of fruits. So in the tabernacle, what is it that is 12 in number here as we are seeing it? It's a table of shoe bread. So it produces 12 manner of fruits. And anyone that will journey further must finish it in it. Must finish it in it. So the enemy will not want you to finish it in it. Because the moment you finish digesting it, you have become so potent that he cannot reign over you again. He can't even deceive you again. Because if you remember the making of the bread, first of all, it's show bread. Then the next thing that qualifies it to be fit for, you know, to be, you know, to be edible or to be eaten by the priests, or the priesthood, is the fact that the shaft of life from the, uh, from the uh, most holy place must shine upon it for seven days before it's qualified for any man to eat it. Wow. You understand? Wow. So the enemy will not want you to finish it. And that is, if you, by, by the arrangement, it is when you finish it that you can now journey to the golden uh, uh, altar. You understand? So, when we talk about prayers, you see, the way you know prayers some few years back is not the way you are knowing prayers now. <laughs> because you are feeding on life. As you are feeding on life, prayer is being redefined. Prayer is being redefined. And consecration, the state in which you are supposed to be, to, be, to pray certain kinds of prayer, effective prayer, is also being redefined. So, the grace is always available, but when you have eaten the truth to such a degree, then certain things, certain rearrangements is being done inside of you. Because you are now conforming to the image of his person. And that is when you are now qualified to intercede. Because that, that's the altar is the altar of intercession. It's altar of intercession. And that's why some people may intercede for certain things and certain people and certain places. No change will be there. But a group of other people will intercede because they have come into some truth, some life, operations of life. 
Their intercession catches fire almost immediately because they are touching something in God. They are touching something in God. And they are getting to the realm where the enemy is becoming more and more difficult for him to deceive them, to bring deception. Because they are understanding covenants. They are understanding covenants. And they are understanding consecrations. And because they are understanding consecrations, they are always found in the right position before the Lord. You understand? So, the holy place is a place for one who is journeying to be very careful. Very careful. Your eyes must be upon the truth. That's why you notice Jesus, as we are standing, as we are studying, was standing by the lampstand. Was standing by the lampstand. Why? Because the lampstand is a place of revelation of himself. It's a place of revelation of himself. You can't journey further without the revelation of himself. You understand? And if you notice there, he was not properly guarded as the high priest yet. You understand me? Because there has to be an examination of the various churches so that they will come into the truth of the menorah before they can journey further. Without coming into the truth of the revelation of Christ, one coming into it, the church coming into it, the church is not permitted to journey further. It's not permitted to journey further. Because all activities there are controlled by God. But the influence of Satan is very strong. The influence of Satan is very strong. You understand? So, it's a place to be careful. And that's why we must not jo joke with truth that is coming to us in this season. Because the essence of truth is to become it. It's not so that we preach. It's not that we, so that we share. It's for one to come into the application of the truth in his life personally first. Personally first. I think I will stop here, sir. Hallelujah. Yeah, there was so much like that has been said in the last few minutes. It's been a lot. Um, what I just saw was dealings of God so that we can love the body um, in a, an unusual way. Um, so what I'm seeing is the reason for um, the Melchizedek priesthood in a, in a very unique way. I'm seeing a kind of heart that can cover the body sufficiently, that can God wants, so God wants to answer some prayers. I'm just, I'm just going to speak. I feel like there's a flow, prophetic flow, prophetic stream. God wants to answer some prayers. But there is a kind of person we have to be for him, to, for us to pray those prayers so that he can answer those prayers. And God needs people to be in specific places so that some prayers can be offered so that he can answer. God wants to do some things, but he needs people through which he can do those things, for lack of better words. I'm seeing that there are some hearts that some tribes of Israel cannot be covered because of some infirmities in the heart. And so there are some dealings that God will have us go through. As a consequence of those dealings, we would have like the equipping, for lack of better words, to carry the body the way the body ought to be covered. 
Well, what I'm seeing is, as you spoke about the tree of life and the, the menorah, I don't know why it hits me in a way I, it's never hit me before. I don't know why. I just saw that every one of the 12 manner of fruits is a process of training. So you eat one. Yes, you've eaten it, but it is still being digested on the inside of you, and it is dealing with you. So what's happening is that as you're going through the curriculum and you're eating, there are things inside of you that are dying. That, that dying is the warfare of the holy place. And the temptation of Satan is to get you out of those, that, that process, to stop the process. As what is taking place, they are killing things inside of you that will fight your love for the body. And the kind of love that will allow you to selflessly cover the body. I'm just seeing that thing of covering the body. Someone can offend you. It won't touch you because they have killed things inside of you. They have dealt with you exhaustively. And I'm just seeing there's different kinds of natures of God that expands the heart or the soul to sufficiently cover the 12 tribes. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing the love of Christ as the curriculum of priesthood. I'm so sorry. That was the, that was the flow I felt earlier on. Hallelujah. Is there any other thing anyone wants to say? Now, what I'm seeing also is this. You know, and I, I want to thank uh, God for your life for talking about the, the, the uh, bread. Okay. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, and what you said about covering the body. So that covering of the body, the, offici the officiation of the covering of the body is at the altar of incense, correct? Because the altar of incense is for the prayer of the saints. And that's what's in Revelation chapter... Uh, can you see that? I hope you hear what I'm saying. You see, so now, now please... <laughs> and, and this is where a lot of mistakes because of inadequate um, inadequate uh, plot, uh, graph plotting of location in the spirit. Do you understand? You see, for example, now when we're going to do the survey plan for this property, the people who did the survey plan before moved this pro the property from here and placed it on top of the other plot of land. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And this one was left vacant. But the shape of this property was on that, that survey plan. But the location was not the same. Did you hear that? Are we together? Now, when you are Understanding the book of Revelation, okay, you are expected to know exactly where each item is located. Because when you know where the item is located, it helps you to know which is the first to partake of and what is the next place to move to. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Now, we talked about the mature saints and talked about the newborn saints. Did you hear that? So, in this particular location where we're dealing with, 
we, you, you see, that holy place is a journey. Now, it's interesting to know that when you come into the holy place, the first thing you confront there, the first item, is the menorah, which is Pentecost. So the journey from the um, altar of the brazen altar to that location, you check the days. Okay? Okay? The weeks. <laughs> Did you hear that? So there are specific number of weeks that it will carry you there. Yeah. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? Now, you cannot move from the brazen altar and bypass the brazen lava. Did you hear that? So you have to wash off at the brazen lava and that brazen lava, what you're washing off from there is blood also, is clothing also. I hope you hear me. And you are supposed to look, you see, because your face is involved. Did you hear that? Your face is involved. It's a process of washing of your face and it's also a, a process of redefining the the um, the biography or the biological um, configuration of your eyes. Did you hear that? I'm, I, I, I don't want to... You see, so there's a way your eyes are configured. In the brazen lava. And part of what you worship also is the animalistic smell. <laughs> the smell flesh. of the flesh. 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 <laughs> because every sacrifice there, That's the right. whole environment is filled with the smell of flesh that is being flesh, burnt. Smoke. You understand? Smoke, <laughs> so the smoke Blood. is so much that anyone that passes there is smelling flesh. So you won't carry the smell of flesh into the holy place. No. Oh so my God. You must you wash it off. You must wash you it off. Did you hear that? You must wash it Did off you before that? you journey further. And it's also what Revelation 4, he called it a sea of glass. Yeah. Mean that you must be transparent. Yes. You must be transparent. Oh, this is, this is something else. So you must be transparent. Okay, okay. Now let's look at that um, Psalm 24. I hope we can go there now. Okay, we'll, we won't stay long there. We'll come out. Psalm 24. Now, anyone who finds himself in Psalm 24 definitely is on the journey. Okay? And when you're on a journey, you must have a compass. 
A compass is what helps you to maintain the northern star and helps you to know your location. Did you hear? Because your location would tell you how far you are from where you're going. I hope you hear me. Praise God. Right now, if you're in Google Maps and you don't want anyone to know where you are, you will turn off your location device. And then if you want to plot to where you're going, they will ask you to turn on your location. Because you cannot be going somewhere when you are, you are nowhere. Did you see that? So where you are must be what? X-rayed, ascertained. Because where you're coming from is determined, you know, it gives you the assurance of where you're going. <laughs> Do you get that? So go, coming to that Psalm 20, 24, it says, that, you see, it starts by saying the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas, okay, and has established it upon what? The waters. Now verse 3 says, who may, did you see that? Who may what? Ascend into the hill of the Lord. Or who may stand in his holy place. So that person must have gone through the brazen lava. So he must have clean hands and what? Pure heart. I hope you hear. Who has not what? Lifted up his soul to an idol. Or vanity. So, which means that a treat, some level of treatment must have taken place in the soul. And then has not sworn deceitfully. So, it is only this person that may receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Yes, sir. What qualifies the blessing is D. Mm. Did you notice? It's D blessing. D blessing. One blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's and one that blessing. blessing <laughs> must come from the Lord. It must come from the Lord. And it's only one blessing that comes from the Lord mm. eternal life. Mm. Microphone, Sa please. Psalm 23 and even Psalm 133. Mm hmm. About the still waters, yes, he now restore my, my soul, he now leads me in the path of righteousness, righteousness, which is the holy place. The holy place, so the soul must be restored mm. to journey into the holy into place. The, yes, holy place. praise God, hallelujah. So, if you continue, you will see it says, This is Yaakov, the generation. Or the genealogy of those who seek him. Who seek his 
face. See, we started today's teaching, Francis, you were not here. I don't know if you were listening when you were coming. We're talking about the face. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Because when Yaakov turned around after he heard the voice that sounded like the voice of a trumpet, he saw one that looked like. See? So he looked like. You understand that? You see? So one thing we must understand is that when we are on this prophetic journey, things appear vaguely, momentarily. Did you hear me? So it says it looks like the Son of Man. And then he now begins to describe what he saw. And then he talked about the head and the hair. Now, who can tell us when it says the hair, what is it talking about? Let me see. Alice, or you are still distracted? You want someone else to help you? <laughs> Michael. Ngozi. Shego. The hair is the glory. Aha. Aha. Right? Right? Hello, sir. So, the f head, the hair. And I like what you said, because what you said was actually what came upon me, too. That smoke. Are you getting me? Smoke. So that being was actually in a place of prayer. Interceding for the churches. That's right. I hope you hear me. Interceding for the churches. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Go ahead, sir. And also, sir, the hair as wool talks about, you know, not just glory. White hair is for matured men. It comes from the place of maturity. So Jesus was coming from a place of maturity. So that intercession, the quality of intercession that will cover the body must come from the matured. It must come from the matured. If not, the body will not be protected adequately from the wilds of the enemy. No question. The father of Yohanan, Zachariah, was praying at the altar of incense. And while praying at the altar of incense, he was chosen to do the prayer. You know, we're talking about not every, not, it's not just anyone who can go and pray. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of ministries and ministers, and I'm not here to disqualify any person, saying that the reason why they told him about his wife's pregnancy was because he was praying for his son. 
you can never pray about yourself in the holy place. Eh? <laughs> that will take you outside. You, do you understand that? So you cannot be in that place and be praying about yourself. No. He was praying for the consolation of the body. Israel. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So when the angel came to answer the prayer, he said, your prayers have been heard. Your prayers have been heard. He wasn't praying for his child. The people he was praying for were outside. And the people were wondering what was going on. So by the time he now came and he couldn't talk, I hope you hear me. They felt that he had seen a vision. So he had to make signs. Oh my God, Pastor Trudy. He made signs. Did he get that? <laughs> huh? uh, no, signs. He made signs. In that place, it's a place of signs and symbols. It's not a place where you come up. If you are not... If we're not sure of who you are, we will seal your mouth. And there's only signs that you can. Wow. I hope you hear me. <laughs> can you see that? So it's only that which will bring about the birthing of a new life that can be allowed. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So the churches at that time had fallen. That's why the efficient church, they told the efficient church, you have fallen from where you were before. Where the efficient church was before was love for the saints. Love for the brethren. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So the Lord was telling the efficient church, that you have fallen from where and, and, and I, I thank God for today's school because when you are in the holy place you think that you have gone past temptation but that is the last place of struggle whether or whether not so is the critical so it, position. It's the, the critical the position. The most critical position. The most critical position. You want to continue there, sir? I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's the most critical position. Please, you get that? Because that's where, listen, if you go back to Genesis, Abraham's father, Abraham's father was a terror. The person that was called on that journey was Terah. Terah was journeying. When he got to Haram, he was weak and old, and he rested there. Did you hear anything about him again? He couldn't journey for that. Did you see that? So his son, Abraham, 
Okay? Continue the journey. Okay? Now, I don't know, maybe it was there that he was asked to come out of his people because he was a son. And a son, a good son, would want to take care of his father. So if his father stopped there, it was a place of temptation, he would have wanted to wait there for, with his father. But he didn't wait there. He continued the journey. Am I correct? Was he journeying with... Terah was journeying, correct? I saw you shaking your head. Okay, I want to be sure that I'm, I'm correct. Are we together? So he stopped. Now, it took Abraham a long time to expunge himself from his family because he carried Lot also. Now, all those are different hindrances for the journey. Load. I hope you hear me. Sir? Waits. Did you hear that? So he carried, if they didn't quarrel, you will have still carried lots. But they still quarreling. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, one of the meanings of lot is veil. Veil, yeah. yeah. It's a covering. It's a covering. And it was after he was done away with that veil that God entered covenant with him. Now, please. I hope, are, are we following? Alice, are you following? Hello, Joy. Are you okay? You're just quiet. Is it making sense? Are you sure? If I ask you a question, will you answer? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I hope you hear what, I, what we're discussing. So now, if Abraham had continued or waited, it would have. So there was a choice. Hmm? Sir? There was a choice to make. Should I? Should I not? Should I continue the journey? Or should I wait? Did you hear? That is choice to continue the, the, the journey. It's actually his warfare. It was a bunch of warfare. Uh, because uh, when we look at spiritual warfare, we only put it to the place of prayers. Mm. So when you look at spiritual warfare, what quickly comes to mind is it's um, just, you know, keep yourself somewhere, start praying for very long hours. And meanwhile, there are decisions you can just make, you understand, that can push you from where you are right now to where God wants you to be. So you see, sorry, sir, I just want to uh, just say, I don't talk too much, just... I'm not empty. I just want to see just one thing. There is no water anywhere. <laughs> empty the waters, the boil. 
So like, just like what Francis says, right, that uh, God wants us to uh, cover the body. But you see, there are warfare uh, we need to make in covering the body. And uh, in covering the body, if this warfare, this warfare are practically decisions we will take, we will make, meaning there must be there must be where we'll give up the self, the give up self. Uh, the reason why we are not able to be able to cover the body as we ought to is because there is this me, I, myself, right? My company, my people, right? There is no, there is no, uh, the mindset that what, why the essence why I'm going to just look like Aaron, if Aaron is going going to meet with the Lord. It doesn't have the mindset of the tribe of uh, the tribe where he belongs Levi. to. He had the mindset of carrying the, the whole, whole nation. Body. Are you seeing that? So, and that will come from the standpoint of that in the open place you have been groomed. Maturity is setting him. Now, that's why you talk about uh, the, the, the gray hair, right? That, that speaks of what? Maturity. That speaks of wisdom. Right, where that in that place the warfare is that the warfare is you are not praying for your needs, you are not trying to reach out for your need, you are reaching out for the needs of the people. How that you see, I, I like a man in uh, in, I think in uh, 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 sorry, let me read the scripture Colossians chapter 4, I think verse 12. He said, A paraphrase. Who is one of you, a servant of Christ? Salute you always, laboring fervently. According to historians, they have, at this point, this man was in prison. At this point, while he was praying this prayer. So, when I, the day I, I heard, I said, how can a man who is in prison be praying for those who are, who are free? And his freedom is not, he's not praying for himself to be free, to come out of the prison. But it's pretty that the people will be perfect. So that means there is a level of maturity that man has come into that has made him not to be praying for his deliverance, but praying that the people of God will be standing perfect in all of the will of God. So I am seeing that uh, in this season, the reason why we are being brought into the holy place is to mature us. We are still babes, even though we are in the holy place. Mm. That's why I like what you said when you said uh, that the fact that you are in the holy place, mm. we should not think that we are perfect. I know you are perfect. There are still uh, 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 limited instances, like uh, uh, this guy who was joining and lost alongside, right? That, uh, that, those are weights. There are still weights in the soul. And this way, it makes, makes us think of ourselves alone, not thinking of the body, our brethren. Because uh, as you begin to think of the brethren, look at Jesus, not wearing the, the, the garment of the high priest, right? And they began to say that, just like they said in Hebrew, they will not be perfect without us. So you see that Jesus standing before the last stand, he's saying that his perfection is not even complete without us. So he's standing there in the midst of the church, 
to show us what we should be doing. But yeah, we are all taking, we are taking, we are already taking positions in our various localities, in our various communities. We are, we are, we are, we are behaving as if uh, we are already there. there. There are people who need to. And the instead of why God is showing the light and to us, is to be able to bring all of us that we arrive at Mount Zion. Not just we ourselves alone. So it's not my company, not, not your company. It's the body of Christ arriving at Mount Zion. Thank you. So you see that the head is the one that is white. Right? Yes. The head is yes. white. Yes. The eyes are sharp. Yes. Okay? Yes. But what about the feet? Brass. Brass. Feet is warfare. Br brass. Warfare. Okay. So what you're saying, Yeshua, that activity in Revelation chapter 1 is very important. Because of the complete restoration of the body. Yes. I hope you hear. To perfection. To perfection. Because what good is it that the head is white uh, mm. uh, mm. and then the body is not fully guarded? Guarded. Did you see that? The body needs to be fully guarded. I hope you hear. Now, you see that the weapon, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. and blood. Our wrestling is not for our salvation. We've gone past that. No. And our wrestling is not for material. <laughs> it's not for? It's not for the material. Do you know that putting on the garment of the high priest is a warfare? Did you hear that? It's a warfare. Especially that breastplate of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a cover. The high priest's garment is covering the body. It's covering the body. It's what carries the body. Behold how good and present it is for brethren to dwell together. In it's unity. In unity. It's like a precious oil. Can you see that? Down his face, down his bed, down his garment, up until where he's standing. And it is there that the blessing, blessing is commanded. Is commanded. Can you see? Do you understand? Are you guys understanding that? So, okay, before you come on, there is something he was saying. You see, the warfare, let's understand the warfare in the holy place is a place of decisions. It's a place of decisions. Making up your mind to journey further and knowing the things that will make it impossible for further journeying. So as to decide, you may not have the power to withstand. But that decision is what enables the grace to come. That's what I want to say. Without that decision, the grace to overcome will not come. So every decision we are making now, 
we must know that it is a decision so as to qualify to cover the body. To cover the body. To intercede for the body. That when God looks at a territory, he's looking for a man and he finds you. He finds you worthy to stand for that territory. For that territory. Because if you notice the, 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 the leg or the feet... Is fine brass. Brass talks about serious warfare. And this warfare is in the works because it's on the leg. Talking about the walking, the journey. journey. The journey. You understand? So let's understand that the decisions you take concerning this journey, it matters to the Lord just as it matters to the enemy. Just as it matters to the enemy. The enemy will not want you journey further. But decisions you take is what qualifies you for and makes you stand out for the grace, a release of grace for overcoming to prepare for further journey. Because the end point is that we will see him face to face. Face to face. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. And the grace is made available. What releases the grace is our decision. Not our weakness. So we mustn't be looking at our weakness at this point. Rather, we look unto him and make quality decisions that no matter what it takes. Because it is at this point that you begin to lose things. You begin to lose humanity. What makes you tick? That self-life, self-preservation, self-likes, self-will. This is the position where you begin to... That is when people begin to look at you as Mumu. <laughs> because something is working inside that is taking that strength of man completely away. The likes of man, the appetite of man, completely away. The emotions of man. Because all the, all the compartment of the soul, Christ must be seen to be seated there. The mind, the will, the emotion... The conscience, Christ, must be seen to be seated there for further journey in this realm. So you see that Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, that uh, chapter 6. Yeah. It's interesting to know that it's chapter 6, not chapter 5. Did you hear that? It says, finally, my brethren, be strong. See, so you, he, that is encouraging assisting you in taking a firm decisions in the Lord and the power of his mind. Put on, can you see, the whole, not half, not part, the whole armor of God. Now, this is what would enable you to stand against the wiles. So, even in this place where you are being encouraged to put on the whole armor, the wiles of the devil, is there. Can you see that? The wires of the enemy is right there. So it is the armor of God that would enable you to do what? To stand against the wires. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers, you understand, of the darkness of this age, against uh, uh, spiritual wickedness, 
uh, and then in heavenly places. In where? Heavenly what? Places. The holy place is what? <laughs> is the heavenly places. Of angels on the walls. It's a heavenly realm. It's not, it's not a physical realm. It's a heavenly realm. <laughs> so, hey, for you to arrive there, you must be <laughs> in an ascension mood. Huh? If you're not in ascension mode, you won't arrive there. So it says, stand therefore, guarding your waist with what? Truth. So you cannot do without the spirit of God here. You can't do without the spirit of truth. It is our prayer, okay, that the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Can you see that? So this is also where you eat the bread, showbread. Now, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, all right, the breastplate of righteousness is a covering. I hope you hear me. And it's a covering that is not a selfish covering. It's a covering that covers, that has the 12 stones eh, of the 12 tribes of Israel. So you can't come in to this place of activity without the nation. Can you see that? In your heart. Because that's where your chest region, your heart, the passion for the people of God must be in your heart. A place of love. Love for the saints. Love for the people of God. I hope you hear me. Praise the Lord. And then your feet is what you were saying. Okay? And then the shield of faith with which to quench. So this is, is it, so now, now it's still the same location. I hope you hear that. Did you hear me? Now, I want to ask you, this location, where is it? It's in the states where you are right now. Are we there, sir? Your journey, once you have acquired this person of the Holy Spirit, it means that you have the menorah with you. Yes. That's the state where you are. Did you hear that? Shego, you hearing that? You see, because you need to know whether this is being addressed to you. There are other places where they are doing serious fire prayers, but they are praying about my house, my wife, my children, my sickness, my uh, job, my prosperity, and things like that. I hope you hear. Now, those prayers are not here. The people are not wearing 
the breastplate of righteousness. They are wearing the breast, breastplate of me and my family they're and my job. Flesh, flesh. They are wearing flesh. And God Thank does you, not sir. perceive it at all. Did you hear that? Now, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, these things is, is without ang annoy and anger people. There are people who will get up while you are teaching and walk out of your meeting. Go ahead. And, and now, what I'm about to say now is, is what Jesus Christ said about seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You see, um, what, I'm, what I saw with that Zechariah story, when God said, your prayers have been answered, is that, if you check, Zechariah's prayer was answered, Hannah's prayer was answered, when they prayed in a specific location. So many of us, we have many things that we want God to do for us, but we don't realize that if you just seek the agenda of God, God will take it personally. And the angel will appear to you, and the things that you want to do to stop it, they will help you cover those things. Like when Zechariah, his words would have messed up everything. The angel that came to answer the prayer also came to keep the guy's mouth shut. We actually, heaven is going to fight to make sure that that thing is done in your life. So that dumbness yes. was to help. Help to make sure. The process. Right. Wow. Are we, are we, are we learning? I, I think God just helped us today. I don't, I can't, uh, this is not uh, the work of any man. Huh? It's not, it's not the work of any man. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we'll continue next school. Ensure that we don't miss out. We don't redirect. You have any final words, sir? Eh? Yes. Yes. That's right. Praise the Lord. Within the way. You have any final words? That, um, you know, whatsoever state in which you are, the weight that easily besets you, <laughs> because the idea of the holy place is to reveal them. That's the idea. The things... Very, very important. That holy place... Yes. Is to... Reveal. Bring out all the hidden things. Yes. It's not for your destruction. It's for your own good. It's for your good. It's for your own good. At times you begin to wonder, am, am I this? Yes. But the Lord is showing you so that you will take it to him. Take a decision. Lord, this has to stop in my life. I don't want to journey any further with this. And that is when the grace is released. You understand? Some, you need fasting and prayers before the Lord. No, I can't go any further. How can I journey with you with this? I know this offends you. It's time for you to remove this. Because at that point, all he does is to reveal it. But you are the one who will be honest to acknowledge it. That this is functional really in my life. It's a weight. And I know because it's a weight, I can't join it further. What is your name? God, the Almighty, asked, the all-knowing God, asked Jacob. He said, for I am Jacob. He said, hey, now you have wrestled with God and you have prevailed. Your name will no longer be Jacob. For as a prince, you have now wrestled with God. You have prevailed because you have been honest about 
your nature, what you are carrying, what is impeding the journey back to Bethel. You understand? So the Lord is saying, you are now a prince because you have brought it to the Lord. You are now a prince. You are no longer, you are no longer continuing to be a supplanter, a manipulator. For I am the one who will remove it. Now you have been honest with me. I now remove it. And from then on, he never walked straight again. Never walked straight again. That was his blessing. <laughs> he walks leaning upon the yes. staff. Yes. So it's the spirit of God that began to guide him. Yeah. Just like what you just said now. That dealing on the inside of us is some strength of the flesh that they can't deal with unless you expose it to them. And what you just said now was that he, he never walked straight again. He was leaning on the Holy Spirit. That verse that says, we do not know how to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit of God knows how to pray. He makes decision for the saints according to the will of God. So we can't, this, this work of priesthood is, is a realm where we don't have strength to do it. So they have to deal exhaustively with us, but we have to be sincere yes. in the dealings with God so that yes. they can actually kill those kill things. Kill those appetites. Remember, um, before you come on, when you were young, you went to wherever you wanted to. But when you are old, another will take you to where you will not want to go, but you will willingly follow. Because at that time, the strength is no longer there, it's gone. So another can take you Holy Spirit can now take you, for he is that another. Okay, um, another advice um, to us um, is just like what Papa said earlier on. Um, these are the things that help us to actually make progress in our Christian world. So you can't, um, you can't shy away from it. Shying away from it is to allow the enemy to rob you of the benefit that God has actually given to us in new creation. So you will not allow your Christian world to just be on a solid, on a shallow, do you understand? Because like what he said, the decision is that as Papa is talking, maybe most of the things you don't understand them. That's many, many years ago, I used to read the book of Revelation. When I, I what are they saying? What is all this, uh, this saying? But the issue is that in a place of, you know, seeking the Lord, you know, pursuing him, going after him, after a while, certain things will begin to dawn on you. But not being serious with him is allowing the enemy to deceive you and allowing the enemy to rob you of the benefit you have come into as a child of God. So don't allow your Christian work to be on the surface. And when Papa is talking about book of Revelation, say something, don't say, don't allow the devil to whisper to you and say, what is this man really saying? Knowing that what they are talking about is you. That is you. Everything that has to do with the book of Revelation is you. But in a form. That is not clear yet. So when you, are, when you are refusing that, you are refusing yourself. Your real person that God has actually put in a form. You are resisting yourself. So just labor. labor like as you hear this in the way you do. Coach, I remember many, many, many years ago. This is where I do most of the things I don't understand, I cry to the Lord. There is that desire that, you know, I'm desperate about this thing. You know, reading, even when I don't understand it, I just read and read again, hear again and hear again and hear again. Just put yourself there. Don't, don't deny yourself. 
But I don't think those things they don't really matter, so maybe they are of no of any importance. But these are actually things that when it has to do with your Christian, you can't journey without these things in place. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Father. Thank you. Thank you, our God. Thank you, Father. Father, we just want to trust you that that which happened, um, that disciple was in a journey with you, that they did not acknowledge that it was you. But Father, as you serve them the communion, which is your flesh and your life, the Bible says their eyes were open. Father, we thank you and we worship you that as we partake on this exercise, as we exercise ourselves, Lord, by eating this communion, partaking of this communion, we trust you by the power of this communion that our eyes are open in the name of Jesus Christ, that we may see you that we may see you. He said that as we, he has not yet appeared what we shall be like. But when we see you, we shall be like you. Without seeing you, there is no journey. We are going to see something else and conform to something else. But we are to see you. Help us that as we eat, we may see you. That everything that has been said here today, you are the one that stirred it up. And is a matter concerning you. Help us to see you as we eat. In Jesus' name. Amen. The table. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just appreciate the Lord? What's a blessing today, my goodness. God, I can just tell this is like, this was a download from heaven. I don't know how many months of, of momentum we'll continue experiencing from today. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we say thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts, Lord God. You want us to minister, Lord God, as priests. You want to equip us. You want to kit us. You want to adorn us, Lord God, as priests serving in your sanctuary, serving in your house, Lord God. What a blessing, Lord God. You are, you are informing us, Lord God, on how, how we ought to present ourselves, Lord God. This shows us that you want us, Lord God, to serve in your courts. This shows that you really want us, Lord God, to minister to you, Lord God, efficiently, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we consider it a privilege and an honor, Lord God, to be visited in such a way, Lord Jesus. 
we can tell this is your desire, Lord God, that we would minister, that we would serve intelligently, Heavenly Father, that we would serve efficiently, Heavenly Father. We say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we would, by your grace and by your mercy, Lord God, put all of this wisdom, Lord God, to good use, Heavenly Father. We will adorn ourselves, Lord God, with the right decisions, Lord Jesus. We would respond with our hearts, Lord God, understanding that it is our best interest that you have at heart, Lord Jesus. You're looking at us, and Heavenly Father, you have desired us to draw near to you. Desire, Lord God, that we would minister to you as priests, even after the order of Melchizedek. We say thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so um, normally we would have our PHB youth um, vigil at 11 p.m., but um, I have a few engagements that many times it swallows that time. So um, I've been pushing it to midnight, but because of the prayer stretch, uh, we will not be having the vigil at midnight. So we'll be having at 11. If I cannot make it for 11, I will post that. Um, if we can have it for 11 p.m., I'll post the flyer. So just keep, on, keep in mind, if I don't post anything by 11 p.m., that means no vigil tonight. We'll just we'll wait until tomorrow. Amen? But tomorrow we have our 24-hour prayer storm. We'll be praying. Hallelujah. Our goal and our desire is to minister to the Lord. Amen? Practice everything that we've learned today. Amen? We'll be praying for these children, the young people that are pictured here. <laughs> Not these, these are AI models, but the actual children that will be coming for the immersion. Hallelujah. We'll be interceding for them that they'll be drenched by the, by the, by the power of God. I want us to see the immersion as a tool to that God can use to push some people's lives into alignment. Amen. Amen? I want us to see this thing as a vehicle that God can use to drive into their lives. So I want us to pray. I, I, you know, I really love what, what things that were shared today. Amen. There's so many things the Lord has in his heart, and he's looking for how to bring them out. And so he'll begin to touch on some things in our lives, not because he wants us to feel pain, but because there's something that he wants to do. Hallelujah. And I'm just see, what I just saw as they were ministering was how in the holy place there is warfare against the things that we want to do because they are getting in the way of what God is trying to do. So God has so many good things he wants to do. I remember Pastor Douglas said something once that if, if you want to think like God, whenever you see a human being, think only good things. That's how God thinks. He wants to do good. God cannot see you and have a bad thought. God cannot see you and, and be indifferent. God cannot see you and just say hello. Whenever God sees you, he wants to do good. What a beautiful heart. And so in an effort to do those good things, that is where all of the interactions with God come in. Hallelujah. So when God sees these children, all he has are good things, amen, in his heart. But to accomplish them, honestly speaking, it's going, someone has to help him. Someone has to partner with him. Hallelujah. So I want us to join, join you know, the best ways that we can. If you can't wait all 24 hours, that's totally fine. Bring what you can to the table. Amen. Jesus Christ would take your five loaves and your two fishes and he will multiply. Amen. But make sure you're giving your best. Hallelujah. The best that you can. So we'll be starting at 6 a.m. and we'll be ending at um, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning and we'll be ending 6 a.m. as well. Hallelujah. Um, on, on Saturday morning, yes. And then we'll go rest and then come back for fellowship. Amen. Next week, the week afterwards, um, we'll be having a 50-hour prayer flood. Amen. It will start with Melchizedek School, and it will end on Saturday Fellowship. Amen? The goal of this one, this one is more like a shut-in. We won't just be praying almost nonstop. 
we would have some different, we'd have different modules and different things that we'll be doing. And the whole point is that as we, when we have those stops, we would be re-energized because I have a lot of things, things that I had scheduled for our youth meetings that we never got the chance to because of prayer retreats and because of some other things that happened that we'll be taking advantage of. A lot of resources that I feel would really help us and energize us. Hallelujah. So we'll be praying. And I don't have the graphic for this next one, but after this, we'll be doing a 70-hour um, declare, declaration of decrees. Every hour, we'll be making declarations over the young people's lives as we go into the immersion because we don't have any other weekend to do another prayer stretch. So we'll take three days and we'll be making intentional declarations. What we'll be doing is what happened with, um, if you check, the Bible speaks about Goliath. Every day for 40 days, Goliath will come and present himself to Israel and will be good to release enchantments. Curse them, yes. Curse them, curse their God, curse the armies of Israel. And it became so powerful that King Saul, with all of his height, he went to go and hide king of Israel was hiding, and a small boy now came out and said, I will kill him. And he himself could tell, if this boy is bold, he, that's what, who will go and entrust the, the future of the nation? He could tell that the Spirit of God rested on him, because for this boy to not be scared of this guy, something must be at work in him. So please, adorn him with armor. But boy said, that's not what I need. It's, it's my sling and my shot. Hallelujah. So we'll be making declarations over these young people. We'll declare the decree over them. We'll declare against things like fornication, um, what is that, addictions, um, like drug abuse, hallelujah, depression, amen, misalignment, condemnation. We'll make very clear and decisive declarations over them every hour, clear declarations, hallelujah. So that'll be um, our 70 hour, but for right now, these are all in the horizon, amen. This is just let you guys know what's, what's up ahead, amen. So 24 hours tomorrow, tomorrow morning from 6 a.m., vigil tonight, by the grace and mercy of God, if my what I'm doing doesn't um, extend beyond 11 p.m. Then 24 hours tomorrow, 50 hours next weekend, and then 70 hours right before the immersion. Hallelujah. Don't worry, the 70 hours, you don't have to be fasting. By that time, we would have stopped our fast. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, you're officially dismissed. Thank you all so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, hello, welcome, beloved. My name is Francis DeSebor, and I'm a member of the Securing the Next Generation community. And I wanna to talk to you about the immersion. Yes, the immersion. It's that time of the year again. It's that Holy Ghost Festival. It's that Holy Ghost Jams Festival where many young people, young adults and teenagers alike get to bask in the presence of the Lord in worship, in prayer, in activation, in meditation. Uh, um, I mean, the place of teaching as well, the word, as well as so many other things. Um, you know, over the years, the immersion has seen um, um, so many wonderful things happen in the lives of many young people. You know, lives that were going in one way, being taking them in a completely different direction. Um, many young people getting um, healed, um, um, delivered of addiction, set free. Many young people being equipped. Some of them um, discovering destiny and purpose. Um, some of them getting activated in prophetic giftings and even fivefold ministry callings. Um, many young people also discovering the truth of God's word, addiction to the things of God as compared to the addiction to the things of this world. Watching and witnessing many young people um, um, discovering just how valuable and how beautiful the Christian life is. And all of a sudden, um, 
the holy life that seemed boring has this allure, has this draw, has this woo that they never saw before. And that's what the immersion is all about, is getting young people to discover the more in Jesus, discover the beauty of Jesus. It's a baptism, an immersion, literally, into the beauty, the awe, and the wonder of the Lord. And overall, the fruit of that immersion, that baptism, is that they emerge free from addictions, free from worldliness, free from diseases, free from generational curses. Many young people that have been initiated as well into witchcraft, into sorcery, have been delivered and have been set free. Um, I want to you know, encourage you to join us for this year's immersion. It promises to be a blast. Our theme is I will declare the decree. And it's all about discovering the decrees of God in his word and basically doing what it says in Psalms chapter two, declaring the decrees of the Lord. Um, what is that decree of the Lord? Thou art my son. And this is Junius Immersion where we're, we're trusting the Lord for, um, I want to use the word generational encounters, young people discovering their genealogy in Christ Jesus, breaking free from their earthly genealogy, breaking free from the people in their villages, breaking free from those things, you know, sicknesses that are in the family, diseases in the family, um, threats, lack of favor, different things in the family that overall hold young people back from discovering what God has written concerning them and instead just, you know, breaking into, encountering um, the heritage of our spiritual ancestors, um, the likes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the likes of David, the likes of Joseph, of Daniel, the likes of Jesus Christ himself. I want to encourage you to please bring your young people. If you have young people in your home that fall into the age bracket that's shown on the screen, um, if you have young people in your church, if you're um, in charge of a school, you're a school administrator, or you work in some kind of service, you know, around young people. I want to encourage you, you know, to really take time out, you know, um, um, call out the ones you can. I also encourage you to, you know, to seek them out, pull them aside if you need to, and encourage them to come for this meeting. It's going to be very impactful. We're praying towards it. We're trusting the Lord that there'll be an outpouring of His Spirit um, like never before. I'm looking forward to amazing things happening that I've not witnessed yet before, and I really want to see. I, we we love uh, watching the Lord rock. Uh, we love watching the Lord rock the lives of many young people in, in, in multitudes. And um, this year will not be an exception. So I want to encourage you, please join us. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. There's all kinds of things to look forward to. Um, by the way, um, the first night is a worship night. We just worship the Lord and we bask in his presence. Our second night is our infamous barbecue night, what we refer to as the burning bush experience. That's going to be a really fun and tasty one. And then we have our vigil, our intercessory vigil, where we pray. By that time, many young people would have been active and so many things that set free already. And so what's now left is that purpose, that purpose that the Lord has put in our hearts. And then we drive that purpose home with our last night. And then we end up with, um, 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 that's a, as our basic, our, our last night of the conference. And then we end up on the other side, equipped with purpose, destiny, healing, deliverance, and God's word, the decrees of the Lord. So yes, please join us. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And most especially, Jesus is going to be there. Will you be there? I really hope so. Take care, beloved. Jesus loves you. Bye-bye.